Kate Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Mary Bolly! Kate McMahon! Oh. Uh, listeners don't know this, but we know this deeply in our hearts. It's been a while since this has happened. <laughs> it has been a little while. And, I mean, I have to say it was a lovely little summer break for us. Did you mm-hmm. have a nice summer there? Yes. So actually, well, people will probably know this if they follow us on Insta, that uh, I took a little jaunt around Mackenzie Land uh, mm-hmm. with my family on a big boat um, and with my extended family. And we took little Mackenzie with us and like took some of like the plushie of Mackenzie and took photos uh, around New Zealand. And that was a super fun way to see New Zealand. So cruising, are you cruising for... It was cruising or it was cruising. Yeah. Uh it was it was very cruising in parts and very <laughs> bruising with the four-year-old that I brought with me and only have myself to blame. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did <laughs> hear holidays. I do hear a, a rumor that Caspian, your four-year-old, was a little bit um let's say bingo and feather wand, <laughs> where it just did not uh, want to cooperate. Look. That is flattering. Uh, I would say muffin on a flamingo. <laughs> like this this uh, cruise left from Sydney Harbour and we had not even lost sight of the Harbour Bridge when Cass was like, Mum, I want to go home. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, child, I have terrible news for you. <laughs> yeah, because for context, your father-in-law, this was his gift to you this year, wasn't it, to to get you well, all on this lovely to the cruise. Whole family. It was a there was a big family big family things to celebrate. And yes, it was very lovely. So yeah. Uh your break? Oh, it was lovely. So um we live quite close to the beach here in Adelaide and just most days down um under the jetty or in the sand. Um the kids have been doing nippers this summer, which is like a surf life saving program where they do lots of activities and um so will and olivia are old enough and lives doing this post um she lives 10 now and she's doing this program called seabirds which is set Mm -hmm. up for um children with disability um and she gets matched with like a carer and she loves it and she gets to be in the water and yeah she's been cruising around living her best life on a paddle board oh and mary I need oh. to talk to you about this because I've been doing my own personal bluey thing this summer. Tell me. To, I've been learning how to ride a bike. Oh. So, I know. Now, you might think what is a nearly 40-year-old woman only just learning to ride a bike now all about? But, um, yeah, I, I rode a bike 
when I was a kid, but I was never very confident on it. I was always that kid that was all arms and legs and sort of falling off and sliding around. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to ride in the paddock, the long grass paddock right near our house when we were kids. And, you know, looking back now, it was probably full of snakes and all sorts of things. Um, the, uh, the grass was quite... Just as well, you didn't take to it too much then, actually. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, like, I was an okay rider by the time I was, like, probably 12. But then, mm-hmm. I don't know, like most teenagers, you just don't do certain things for a while. And then I did have one time as a grown-up, I think I must have been... 23 and we were timid organized actually it was in Slovenia this beautiful day um, where we were going to cycle up into the hills and he'd packed a picnic and he'd organized the bikes it was such a lovely surprise until he realized that I was not a confident bike rider and we'd been doing spin classes together so it was a very big surprise to him (laughs) that I did not actually know how to ride a bike but the bike is stationary in a spin class. Anyway, so I've been learning um, with a great company in Adelaide called Ride a Bike Right. Um, and I've been doing adult bike classes. And um, I rode a bike. The, the last lesson I had, I was um, – and now I can even touch my nose to scratch it when I'm riding. So for someone that like three – well, probably like a couple of months ago would have been like, oh, no, I just can't ride a bike – uh, this is your sign if you're holding off to learn to do something. Uh, for me, it was a couple of expert sessions really well spent and it's helped me overcome Aww. a thing that I've wanted to do for a really long time but I haven't had the courage to find a way to do. So, I'm, yeah, I am Louie wobbling around on my bike and trying my best at the moment. You sure you don't want some help? No. So close. Two important questions off the back of that. Amazing, <laughs> Kate. Uh, the first one is, was Ode to Joy playing in your head as you finally took off? <laughs> yeah, but I think it was like, because um, today we're going to be talking about pizza girls, and I think it was the the muffin punk, like, like sliding around the corner kind of version rather than Amazing. The, the classical um specific moment that's in in our favorite episode bike so Uh, well okay look I'll accept that and to have you got your ticket to Slovenia booked to take on those mountains finally because that is obviously the next step Uh, to be confirmed, okay, no, cool. no, no, nothing is planned. We have yes. small children who get to do, go to Do we Slovenia. have listeners in Slovenia who can help us out here? Yeah. <laughs> if you own a mountain in Slovenia, uh, get in touch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. No, like that's just for people with time and money and I have neither. So yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. There's just a lot of stories in that car. How could a car have stories? Well, Ah, there you go. See? Good as new. Ah! Is my car squatched? We are talking Pizza Girls, and actually I was feeling as I watched it back, it's such a good kind of end of summer episode because mm-hmm. actually probably the only thing left on my summer bucket list of things I want to do is get some people around and just smash some prawns in the backyard. And oh, yeah. Uh, This episode just sets the scene so beautifully for just a lazy kind of lovely weekend evening 
Yeah, well, that's the vibe I get from it anyway. And international listeners, let me set the scene for you. Like Mary's backyard overlooks this beautiful verdant <laughs> alley with like, you know, you can see the little roofs of houses. Very similar, in fact, to the view that the healers must get of, you know, the houses sort of on, the, on the hills around them. And you have parrots fly into your backyard. It's, it's you know, lush trees. It's very verdant and... Um, I don't know. Like, the verdant is a good word, but there's just one thing leafy. stopping me from making this idyllic scene actually happen is that we have fake grass. <laughs> so I can't put the fire pit on the grass uh, for fear of just melt. chemical meltdown. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you've made it sound very lovely, but not entirely perfect. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you know, that makes it very difficult as well to turn on the tap and make some mud, I'm guessing, unless you're peeling back the fake grass. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Oh, well. Yeah, the boys, actually, if I suggested to the boys a f- your mud pit under the fake grass, they'd probably be pulling it back in five seconds. So, <laughs> look, the potential is there. Ready? Okay. Boop, boop, boop. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Boop. Hello, pizza shop. Would you like to order a pizza? Look, um, so let's get into the episode, Mayor. And childhood memory for me was definitely like just splashing around in water under the tap and, you know, making shapes and mud pies and stuff. Like, did you get to do that much as you when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, every house we lived in had mud potential. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, my childhood connection uh, with this episode first up was absolutely the uh, the wonderment of pizza shop deals. Mm. <laughs> Garlic bread's finished. Great. Don't forget the free drink. Thanks, pizza sister. See you soon. <laughs> because of course you want garlic bread and of course you're getting a free drink and yeah the, the fact that girls have latched onto that so you know I feel like the only junk mail I still get in my letterbox even to this day is like the different deals you can get at the pizza shop with you know two pizzas and a garlic bread and a drink or whatever and uh yeah I feel like the girls have been studying up these this vital uh, information for playing pizza girls as well. You and I are both children of the 80s in Australia and um, let's just say in the 80s my memory of takeaway is fairly limited. Like it was basically like we had a fish and chip shop, we had pizza. I don't really remember. There probably was a Chinese restaurant in town, but maybe that was considered quite exotic and I don't think mm-hmm. we ever ate from there. Yeah. But, but like it was basically pizza or fish and chips really were your two options for, for me growing up, you know, sort of on the outskirts of Melbourne. And, um, yeah, like Pizza Hut in the 90s in particular had this really like um, all-consuming advertisement where it was set to – um, yes. William tells overture with the number, yeah. and it was one three double one double six. And I think everybody knew that ad. It was like one three double one double six, one three double one double six, one three double one double six. Pizza Hut delivery, like yeah, amazing. I, I still know it off by heart because it was a jingle in the eighties, and I watched the ad how many millions of times. And Pizza Hut is still a thing. Um, what? As, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
there's some not too far from me. Um, uh, and what else would you say the big pizza chains? Like there's probably more boutique pizzas um, I reckon now than it used to kind of just be the big chains. I don't remember like little mum and dad pizza shops much yeah, growing they up. Yeah, must have been out there. But, yeah, I think have we changed or has the market changed? I feel like yeah, I would yeah, always I go to a, you know, a bespoke pizza shop, you know, yeah, ideally run by, you know, old Italian brothers or indeed pizza sisters. Uh, but, <laughs> but pizza, the chains have gotten so innovative with their pizza, uh, you know, stuffed crust and barbecue sauce on everything and squarish kind I of pizza shape. Like, that's innovative, <laughs> putting barbecue sauce I'm on a pizza. I at the time. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps they've innovated themselves out of the market a bit. Yeah. Well, now it's like you can get anything on a pizza. There's Mexican pizzas, there's Euros pizzas, there's, mm. you know, all sorts of variations of pizza that you can get. And I, I don't know if this is true for other parts of the world, but, yeah, it's sort of like anything goes on a pizza here. The Aussie being a classic sort of staple with like an egg and pineapple and ham. Mm. Um, yeah, I've never been a fan I don't of the know if I've ever actually gone an egg on a pizza, but no, I don't know how I feel about it to be honest. Like some people feel that pineapple is wrong on a pizza. Like, well, yeah, but how? Do, like, who are these people who weren't just brought up eating Hawaiian and accepting pineapple <laughs> on a pizza? <laughs> just like very fancy people, clearly. Well, I'm glad that um, we make it pretty clear early on that Banda is a fan of pineapple on a pizza because yeah, you know, I feel like this is the great Australian question, like where do you stand as far as pineapple on a pizza? It's definitely a big one. And, yeah. well, you know, the pizza is cold Hawaiian. It can't just be an Australian thing. Like, I feel like this might even be global. Really? Maybe? Well, should we explain a Hawaiian pizza for those who maybe aren't as familiar with uh, our random pizza? <laughs> our childhood eating puppets. Yeah, yeah right. is, is like a tomato sauce base and then you have um, chopped up sprinkled ham all over mm-hmm. um, with um, bits of, like, chunks of pineapple usually out of a can yeah out mm. of a can and then sometimes like like rather than the full chunk they'd make it go further by like slicing it up oh, yes. times and just having the thin piece or sometimes you get like a big chunk and it would just sort of be sitting <laughs> proud on the pizza like you have analyzed some Hawaiian pizza in your time Kate I love this my favorite <laughs> Um, and then it's the whole thing is coated with varying amounts of mozzarella, and usually like yeah. you, the first bite is like the molten lava mozzarella, and then it cools down and it's like it's kind just, of plasticky. I just, yeah, I find it delicious regardless. Yeah, yeah I'm give it to me hot it. or cold. It's great. Would you like to order a pizza? Yes, please. I want one supreme with no mushrooms. Do you want garlic bread? Yeah, I want garlic bread. You got it. It will be there soon. Yes. So yeah, we're we're not amongst pizza snobs here. Although <laughs> Bandit has quite a few demands for these poor pizza sisters, as yes. uh, Bluey and Bingo established themselves, because uh, possibly an early line of the episode for me. Uh, yeah, I want garlic bread. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like my personal kind of you know motto approach to life. Obviously, I'm always going to want garlic bread. Um, but there are no mushrooms, controversial. Yeah, you think it's controversial? Because, I'm. look, I have to be honest, mushrooms don't really do it for me as a fungi. Like, I just, mm. like, yeah, I'll eat them if they're on a pizza, but I wouldn't go out of my way to add them. 
Mm, I went through a phase of like eating a lot of pizza in a share house with a vegetarian. So uh, pizza was so mushrooms on the pizza was then the key thing. Yes. But then someone moved into the share house who didn't eat mushrooms and just ruined it for everyone. <laughs> Uh, and I'm still scarred by this clearly. So yeah, I think <laughs> we've covered we've covered off on a lot of pizza feelings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, we'll about the feelings of the old versus the new. Oh. I, I feel like this this is where the episode is ultimately leading us. I'm back, pizza sister. Oh, oh not again. Oh, I can fix it. Mum, can we get a new car? Oh, but you've had Pedley since you were two. This whole episode for me is this beautiful dichotomy between, you know, like how things were and how they are now and Mm -hmm. like that process of changing to the new but also finding room and the balance for the things that are important to you that are more traditional, Um, you know, and that's reflected in everything from the music to um, like muffin, I mean muffin, I'm just going to say it really early, Mary. She's my MVP of the episode. I just love her so much in this episode. What is this, Muffin? It's an electric car. My dad bought a new car and this came with it. It drives without pedals. How do you feel about Muffin? Like that entry alone, like incredible. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's so much going on. Muffin has personalized number plates MFN. MFN. <laughs> oh, it just yeah it's uh amazing um which made me very sad when we finally street see stripes car and don't actually get to see the number plate <laughs> i'm like what is stripes personal number plate he must have one um well, his be healer too do you think because surely oh. he would go with like strp or something like that like oh, yeah He's, 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 be a, a baby brother. he's got to carve out his individual identity. Maybe it's S-P-E-T-R-X or something like that. Like <laughs> Maybe. I think tricks aren't tricks that have to get a mention in there, surely. Or yeah. maybe they're one of those families that's like S-T-M-S or something like that, like a letter oh, so called the, the family's initials. Oh, well, yeah. Muffin's got her own though, so I don't think she's getting a look in on the family number plate. <laughs> Although, yeah. Meanwhile, what does Socks get out of this? Like, I'm feeling very outraged for Socks. But, of course, it's Muffin who's got the (laughs) electric uh, car that apparently came with the new car of Stripes. Like, this seems like a big call. Well, see, this is what I don't understand because Muffin says it came with the new car and then Stripe is like, and it's very expensive. Oh, like, okay. It's so free or it's expensive. Like you get can't your have story to straight, ways. cousins. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, we're going to deliver pizzas fast now. <laughs> Stop. I'm just putting the pizza in. You can't bring mud in the new car. What? Why? Because it's very expensive. Oh, okay. I'm sure Stripe spent a lot of money on his car. So we've previously analysed in other episodes that his last car was like a Lexus mm. and, and they're like upwards of $100,000, um, you know, like really, so, I mean, surely I haven't worked out what type of car this is because I know nothing almost about cars. Except yeah, do let us know. <laughs> yeah, do let us know, please, um, you know, because my son's loves of Hot Wheels monster trucks has only extended that far so far. So... It's not a monster truck. It's not a monster Unless truck. Unless Muffin's driving it. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I just think um, muffins entry, 10 out of 10. And the, are you getting like massive Shania Twain that don't impress me much kind of vibes from her refusal to let the girls in the car with their mud? know if I get that reference I thought I was very familiar with that uh that text Kate but uh you make, you make me take off your shoes before you let me get in I don't know I was just oh yeah no okay yeah <laughs> yep uh yes now that you've said that definitely <laughs> I don't know like she's just like you can't bring mud into the car so uh, yeah to me that's just what every parent <laughs> tells every kid and it's just yeah the, the parroting like obviously in this episode muffin and her car pride and car rules and spouting all the the features it's a convertible is <laughs> just yeah straight out of the stripe playbook um and and her not being super keen on sharing i guess is uh or having rules for the others is very much classic muffin and and villain muffin um but yeah i it's it's heartwarming to know there's a bit of a redemption arc coming in this episode too (laughs) hello customers and you just do this with your foot and that opens the boot oh cool customers the phone's not working i'll just ask them wait muffin no we meant to do it over the phone they want us to point um, let's talk about um, what's going on with the grown-ups. So Stripe, as you alluded to, is um, absolutely like going to town talking about his brand new car. Um, Hijacking everything pretty yeah. much. Yeah. All I want is to just sit there and eat these delicious prawns and not burn their not fake grass. Like, <laughs> But like... It's pretty annoying when you get caught at a dinner party or something and that one person just has their one topic. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, you know, the, the eye rolls start coming pretty thick and fast. But actually, well, actually, no, I think Stripe does get humoured yeah. pretty well initially. Um, you know, we know Chili Bandit's being pretty, you know, interested brotherly uh and we know chili can be a bit cutting when she needs to be but she manages to hold back until they're out the front and she's actually got quite a thoughtful question for Trixie yeah rather than anything that could diminish Stripe and his car pride I reckon hey hey you're getting fingerprints all over it do you like a Trix uh I miss the old one we brought the kids home from hospital in it you know I think the thing that gets me with Aunt Trixie when she says bringing the girls home from hospital in the last one, mm. it really feeds back to what Chili was earlier saying about um, Bluey's car, for those people who might be visually impaired or haven't seen the episode, is like one of those Fisher-Price kind of ride-in um, plastic numbers. It's like purple and you, you sort of sit in and then you pedal it around. Um, it's sort of big enough for one kid really, but it's got mm. doors on either side. And, um, you know, you can still buy similar sort of style ones. Um, a lot of people on the internet are uh, re-detailing theirs oh. uh, in the colours of the Healer Girls one. Uh, I don't know if they also make it so the wheel falls off, but, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an icon already. <laughs> but, like, just harking back to Chili's earlier message of, you know, oh, there's a lot of stories in that car. And mm. saying, well, how can a car have stories? And then, you know, almost – 
just a minute later, we're, we're getting this beautiful example of tricks saying, well, we brought the girls home from hospital in the last car and that evokes, I think, like – to bring your kids home from hospital, I think, is one of the most terrifying trips you'll ever take in a car. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. I still remember bringing Liv home and we'd had an argument in the car park because we realised that neither of us were very confident in strapping in the capsule. Um, but, like, um, you know, and she was in and I was sitting next to her. I was, like, holding her hand the whole oh, way. yeah. You're, like, watching every second. You're also going, like, oh, my God, I've got to bring you home and somehow keep you alive. And, yeah, it's um, it's a wild time. And I had forgotten that, the sitting in the back with the baby. Like. <laughs> People need to, that needs to be kind of a a history project of at what point do what families like okay I can sit in the front seat now the baby's fine back there kind of thing child like, three child three I was like yeah let's go we're fine I feel <laughs> like I didn't spend the whole of baby one's life sitting in the back with him so you know you yeah, eventually yeah. do move to the front where you you meant to be but yeah it definitely lasted for a few weeks at least like. Obviously, I'm going to sit next to this precious baby. <laughs> and then we, when you had Bon, number two, sorry, um, Caspi, number two, um, not Bon, Bon's number one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, we, did you sit in the back oh my with gosh. him on your way home from hospital? Do you remember? I feel like this might be a leading question that I can't answer in case Cass ever uh, listens to this. <laughs> sorry, Cass. I'm telling you right now, I, I don't think either of the boys got someone sitting in the back holding their hand. <laughs> it was just leave. Oh, man, this might be the biggest metaphor for parenting ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I want to talk about, like, the fast and the furious muffin kind okay. of thing. I mean, there's so much to unpack here, starting with, like, even when she, like, initially launches off um, – Bluey and Bingo, their personalities are perfectly reflected, I think. So Muffin is like hell-bent, just like this look of steely determination on her face. Bluey is terrified and mm-hmm. Bingo is in the back standing up with her hands right up in the air going, like cruising through the underwear on the washing line. Amazing. Like, yes, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's there's so much character development happening here in just one uh, drifting race car. It makes me so happy. <laughs> and, and the car, how it races, it goes straight down the side of the house and then does a perfect drift right in a semicircle past, like, um, Bandit Stripe, Chili and Tricks, who are all admiring the new car, and then just keeps going in like a loop. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, like I think most um, parents would have seen Cars like with their kids, like mm-hmm. such a good Disney classic if you haven't seen it because it's not too scary. But, um, yeah, like it, it just did you have Lightning McQueen in your head like turn right to go left, turn right to go left? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah I must admit I never understood that scene but yeah they're talking about drifting that's a bit of a I haven't seen cars as many times as you Kate but (laughs) thank you I think I needed that revelation (laughs) we're ready muffin but just don't drive too (laughs) (laughs) 
and you said, uh, you know, all the girls' personalities are just written on their faces with their reaction. Uh, I think we can learn a lot about the parenting happening here or perhaps just the desperate need for an adult weekend that the reaction from all the parents as the kids just drift perfectly past is zero reaction. <laughs> it's just like, like, oh, man, I'm so here for the day I can zero react to my children drifting around the house. Yeah, and, like, where's Socks in all this? Is she just still <laughs> in the backyard? They've left the one-year-old in the backyard playing in the mud while the electric car's doing laps of the house. Yeah, you'd be worried about socks uh, socks crossing the road in front of that. But I guess Muffins is quick on the brakes as she is on the uh, uh, she is on the oversteer. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're like, it's only going to last for three laps. We'll just take our chance. Like you know, mm. we'll see if the battery carks out. That was fun. Can I have a turn? Okay. All right, here we go. What's going on? Oh, it's out of battery. Oh, we have to charge it. And so, yes, that was a very amusing scene. And I have to say, I giggled out loud when I saw it for the first time. It was just, you know, like a moment that perfectly encapsulates the madness of um, the girls when they're together. But also, I don't know, it was just a really interesting play from seeing... Bluey pedaling in her old car to, um, you know, the the other healers who are cashed up bogans basically just splashing the cash on this fancy electric car that only goes for three laps and then leaves the girls wanting more. Uh, the we do love to play up the differences between the two healer families, but um, and you know, there's like I said lot of redemption arc there's actually a new book out in the bluey series it's being described as a valentine's day book and it's called i love my family by bluey and bingo have you seen that i love my mum. oh no my mum's the best and i love my dad i think or along those lines my dad is Um, awesome or something yes yeah that one so that those have been kind of the mother's day and father's day releases but i love my family is similar told by bluey and bingo but it starts by Bingo saying, I'm going to tell you why my family's the best in the world. And Bluey's like, oh, no, Muffin's family is the best in the world because they have a pool and Stripe always buys Muffin ice cream and uh, Muffin has an electric car and a caravan. <laughs> and you're forgetting the cat squad like, um, bike oh, The well. cat squad bike does not even get a mention. Uh, so, yeah, the, 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 the awesomeness of the muffin healer family clearly goes deep. But uh, it's <laughs> like we started reading this book for the first time and um, and I think it's only just out, but I was reading it with Cass who's very into Bluey books at the moment because he's finally worked out how to look for long dogs and it's his favourite thing. Um, and, yeah, he, when Bluey said, no, our family's not the best, Muffin's family's the best, he was just shocked <laughs> he's like what is this uh so yeah he clearly absorbed the like bad cousins kind of narrative and uh to have it flipped momentarily was very funny but anyway they they don't try and work out who's the best they work out all the ways we love our family and it's very nice uh but yeah good 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 opening premise <laughs> Dad! okay batteries charging kids 
How long does it take to charge? This long. Oh. But yeah, that new versus old. Um, oh. Like, it's such a great um, sort of starting point, I think, because, you know, the battery dies after like two yes. minutes of, of terror. Um, and then it's sort of like, well, what do we do now? And um, it only takes a quick glance over at the tap before the girls are all of a sudden playing pizza girls uh, all together. Yes. And doing a great job. And, of course, back to old Pedley and the the virtue of a car that falls apart is that it, as soon as Muffin says, what can I do, it gives her a job and a job that she wouldn't have otherwise known she is very good at. Hello, mechanic! I've broken down! Coming! Hi, I'm here to fix your car. My goodness, that was quick. Although I think Muffin would be good at anything she put her mind to. Like she's got future Prime Minister written all over her. Oh, my God, absolutely. And she'd she have to find anyone to get that job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and I love that she's like sort of – it's almost like an existential crisis moment. She has like, who can I be, you know, mm. and then – and then Blue is like, oh, you can be the mechanic. And she just goes straight for it. It's, yeah. it's very cute. Uh, always fun if there's a piece of costume associated with a game in our house, how quickly you then need to find that piece of costume. And I've never found it as quickly as Muffin finds the cap that Bingo <laughs> wore as the mechanic way back in season one in Taxi. Like, what has that oh, cap been doing? What an Easter egg. I didn't realise it was the same cap. That's so good. There can only be one mechanic cap. And and that is the way it plays in our house for dress-ups and, like, role play all the time. But, yeah, can you ever actually find the thing? Like, Well, that is a nice little throwback touch, I think. The, yeah. The, you know, like, cause what episode is that? Is that Taxi? Taxi. Yeah, we don't get mentions of Doodad this time, do we? No, I don't think so. Although Muffin does attach a stick to the front of Pedley, which she says will help it go far. Faster, so I liked that. That if was there was cool. ever going to be a doodad, that would definitely be a doodad. Yeah, but you know, cars these days, like the mechanic's not coming out to look at the doodad. He's like, you know, reprogramming the computer, and that's probably the kind of car that both Muffin and Stripe have. So <laughs> she might never know about the doodad. <laughs> that's very true. So that's one supreme pizza with extra pineapple. Yep, but no mushrooms. You hear me? Got it. You put mushrooms on it. I'm gonna. Okay, Let's put mushrooms on it. Yeah! <laughs> Meanwhile, the parents seem to be having a lovely time. Um, uh, massive shout-out to the background artists, actually, too, because this whole episode is set at sort of dusk and the light in the episode really shifts from that um, beautiful, like, golden sort of hour oranges to, um, you know, the last rays of light on the horizon and then sort of more darkness. Um, but yeah, the, the parents seem to be standing around enjoying their prawns and having a good chat. Uh, and buying time for themselves geniusly because the girls are playing happily. Of course you would never interrupt that and say, eat some food or go brush your teeth or anything like that. But then to order how many pizzas? I think it was 10. <laughs> 10. Yeah. 10 pizzas for a pizza party and to take your time. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, it's I just want to play that game all the time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um how often do you like 
you know, I've noticed this when the boys are in the bath or whatever and they want to play like burger shop or, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, there's only so many fake things that you can eat before it actually just gets like, you know, you get over pretending. I'm oh, yeah. loving the bandits literally just throwing the mud back at the girls at you know, <laughs> certain points. Um, but, yeah, and then um, when they go over to Chile, Bluey takes the, the one of the last pizzas over to Chile and, and just like because they've only got the one box and they're just emptying the mud into her hands and she's like, <laughs> oh, thanks. It's great. It's uh, so much in that one little phrase. Yeah, and immediately before that as well, uh, is it in character, is it in character? Bluey asks Chili, how was Italy? <laughs> so they've been playing so long that mum's had time to go to Italy, come back and like set up a prawn night with the family. <laughs> like I love, you know, just the commitment to play narrative, but also Chili has no idea what they're talking about. She and kind of rolls with it. Was- good (laughs) yeah I love that she goes for it you know like she's sort of confused but you know like supportive it's it's a nice place to be enjoy thanks I'll be back in a jiffy oops oh dear maybe it is time for a new car bluey no way I've had Pentley since I was two of course yeah that final pizza gets delivered in Pedley Pedley's doing the hard yards delivering these 10 pizzas but yeah it was never gonna last the wheels literally and metaphorically fall off like yes and and Shilly has that moment where she looks at blue and is like oh maybe we need to think about getting you a new car and it's so nice to see the script flipped here yes You, you know that Bluey in all the game because um, once Muffin's car had been recharged, just to backtrack a little bit, you know, she almost looks a bit disappointed that they've got to stop this more traditional game of making mud pies, you know, effectively, that they've yeah. been playing and she's been playing with her cousins without the bells and whistles and things. So, yeah, I think, you know, again, going back to that traditional versus new you know, Bluey is realising the value in that traditional play and um, and she's come up with a modern solution to fix it too, which is exciting. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think you said, you know, just how exciting was the drift scene, but Muffin just suddenly arriving <laughs> at full speed and then it's just slamming brakes uh, to be the mechanic and fix Pedley for the last time. Um, yeah, like what a highlight. <laughs> How's the car mechanic? I put this one on which makes it go extra fast. Oh, wow, you're a good mechanic. Thanks. All right, I'll make the garlic breads. Bluey's been so encouraging of Muffin in this as well and you can really see that that's, you know, that's gotten Muffin to the place where she has thrown herself into this game, whereas if she hadn't been so encouraged by Bluey, I feel like, well, of course the new toy would have had more pull. Um, so, yeah, it's really, pay, you know, the the encouragement that we see Bandit and Chili constantly give the girls in how they play yeah, like it just always warms my heart when Bluey passes that on or pays it forward. And yeah, Muffin is clearly the the beneficiary in this episode. Uh, whereas 
bingo and socks need no encouragement to play in the mud whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it sets Muffin up to save the day as well. Yeah, and I love that look of pride on Chili's face too, watching those last little bits unfold. And then when Bluey is sort of like, There you go. Good as new. And Chili just gives her this look of pure pride and love um, that sort of really, to me, spells out not only the closest of their relationship, but I don't know, do you ever just look at your kids and just go, oh, my goodness, you are an amazing person? Like, you know, like, and I'm so proud of the things that you do. Like, you know, it depends on the day, obviously. It's not every day. But, you know, it's so nice when you have those moments and you watch your kids doing something that you're just genuinely so pleased and proud of them for and and that you know that they've taken your your wisdom to heart so yeah I think Chili was really really proud of you know like Bluey going from we need a new car and wanting to chase the new and then finding that joy in something that's maybe a little bit older but full of stories it's so beautiful uh And, yeah, good as new is such a good line because it actually makes you go, well, actually, is it as, like, is it literally as good as new or is actually emotional value, sentimental value, is that better than new? Like, you can't have that in something new. But I heard a really great line from um, an Australian poet, Kate Kennedy, uh, recently that's like, I've come to realise sentimental value is the only value. Like what do we have apart from the emotions we attach to things? Like obviously money has value and that is kind of important, but, you know, um, yeah, that really like, yeah, sentimental value in a pedley or in the car you brought the kids home in. You have that. And I've just gotten rid of the car. We got the kids home. We brought the kids home in. Um, And, you know, you have to, rationalize it but you take the value out and you kind of carry it with you as well so I think um yeah I got a lot out of this episode and I thought it was a really nice episode to carry on from um what kicked off season three bedroom because the message about like this room has stories in it or that might have not been exactly the line but the room you know it was eventually had been there yeah but yeah eventually they got to the thing it wasn't the room it was the people that were in it and I think they, the healers are going to hold on to Pedley, but uh, I think, you know, they also do have the ability to take those stories out and know, yeah, that they value those. It's um, it's like Marie Kondo when she was saying, you know, you can hold on to the things that spark joy. Side note, I'm so I love I this story. Know, I don't know if you saw this on, on the social. that doesn't know this story, only parent. I don't, I don't know. know. But, like, she's got three kids now and she did this story basically saying that she'd given up tidying now that she's got three kids. And that just made me – I was like, if Marie Kondo like, can't keep up, <laughs> then, you know, Rich. what hope do the rest of us have when you're a self-confessed tidying and you've made your whole career off it? So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no. That was an excellent start to 2023, I've got to say. That might be my highlight so far. <laughs> yeah. But that aside, I think um, you know, having the things that spark joy, I made a real effort when we moved um 
to get out all the good stuff and just mm. use it. Like I have um, some beautiful tea sets and things that friends have given me and now we're just using the dessert, like the teacup sauces as our dessert plates all the time uh. because, because otherwise it'll just sit there. And, you know, today is just as good to celebrate as any other day. So, yeah, having the nice stuff and doing that and, yeah, and I think probably for me, Mary, that sort of message about, you know, balancing the new and holding on to your stories and keeping them close is probably the Brene Brown moment of this episode. So, yeah, I agree. Mine too. Yeah. Closely followed by just playing in the mud when you get the chance. <laughs> in the prawns. <laughs> Um, now, I've told you my feelings about Muffin this episode, but who was your most valuable player, Mary? Uh, yeah, look, Muffin also, uh, but I think because I just want to drift like her. Like, how do you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an electric car? <laughs> Vin Diesel came over and gave us some lessons. I don't know. Like, the, the holiday we haven't seen uh, in Bluey <laughs> season three yet is when Muffin went to Tokyo and yeah, it was just all about I the drift. Learned about drifting. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. so <laughs> I can't um, wait for this secret episode. <laughs> um, and then uh, did you have a favourite line? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Leaning, leaning into the delights of life, uh, Bandit sets it up early. Yeah, I want the garlic bread. <laughs> what about you? Well, I think mine was when Chili takes the pizza out of the box from Bluey and she goes, oh, thanks. Because to me that just sums up so much of parenthood. It's like this is disgusting. I'm still going to say like be polite about it, but you know, like she's stand she's literally standing there holding dripping mud for her daughter to be part of her game and I just I just thought that was beautiful. I also um can I give an honorable mention to Muffin and how she said supreme because oh that's, that's a, so good. Oh my god, supreme. Supreme. It was supreme. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if other people know what a supreme is. I I feel like I'm questioning everything about my pizza knowledge of the world now. So Supreme is like everything, right? Like, is there anything that's not on it? It's like capsicum yeah. and mushroom and salami. I've, always, and I've never really known what jam. the difference between a supreme and a meat lovers is because supreme has a lot of meat. It does have a lot of meat, but I feel like it's also got olives and a meat lovers, I feel, would Oh, yeah, have no, olives. fair. Okay. Yeah. And cool. actually, I think a supreme would, has like probably a more equal vegetable to meat ratio than a meat lovers. Like a meat lovers is basically meat, cheese and tomato. Mm, yeah. yeah okay mm, mm. Mm, we need to do some pizza research <laughs> we need to have pizza together more i think that's that's Done. music wise now joff um things that spark joy yeah joff worked um joff bush being the uh, musical maestro behind bluey and oh my god mary i haven't even talked about it yet but Album two is coming! Okay, what do you know about this album? <laughs> so, uh, I'm very, 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 
very excited about this album, Mary. And okay. uh, the lead single is Dance Mode, which is already available on all the streaming sites and is going uh, off. Uh, I don't know how many times you've streamed it, but it is getting a workout in Household McMahon. I reckon it's every second song we've listened to <laughs> for two weeks, and I'm so fine with that. It's amazing. And the cover art done by Costa Casa is just amazing it's chattermax up close in like these disco rainbow colors mm-hmm. and um yeah but talk us through the playlist mary i think you've got it up now so yeah so uh this it's available from 21st of april on spotify but also as a limited orange colored vinyl release oh and yeah yeah if you look up the vinyl uh it has the track listing uh there's a dance remix of the bluey themes tune uh dance mode like you say but track three is called do bazoo oh i reckon that's from movies i reckon oh. that's song probably uh. Oh, see, I knew you'd know. Yeah. Um, track four, The Beop Walk uh, oh, nice. from Housework. Yeah. Chatham, Chattermax is uh, song six. Uh, how they're going to turn Chattermax into a whole song is just terrifying to think about. <laughs> um, the music from Copycat, which Jazz Darcy wrote, um, as she shared when she chatted to us, uh, I, I love that music. Uh, the lollipop yum, yum, yum song from um, no, you know uh, how I feel musical about Pac- statues. <laughs> you know how I feel about Packabell's canon? I feel uh, that way about lollipop. So yeah. okay. that will be a skip song in our house. Okay, and no well, doubt. you can skip straight to track eight, which oh. is Cat Squad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now, thank you because I'm pretty sure that I was like I could listen to that just on its own, that like teeny tiny snippet that they did of Cat Squad. It is a banger. It's going to be so great. Um, yeah, more uh, more themes from episodes in there, but the other highlight for me is the Gnome song featuring Megan Washington. Sister Rain and Father Sun make the flowers grow. Brother Wind blows his boat. The gnome has far to go. So I guess that's a full extended version of um. Brother um, Wind is blowing. Yeah, Brother Wind is blowing in. And to welcome yeah. home the gnome. Exactly, yeah, and that's from Calypso, isn't it? Yes, yep, it is. So that's going to be amazing. And then a rain instrumental and rain um, with featuring Jazz Darcy, and it's got lyrics. And the name of the like the name in brackets name of the music is called "Boldly in the Pretend." So I just ah, uh, I'm getting chills. It was April thinking about it. Why don't they make us wait so long, then, Mary? Like, really, yeah, it's a tease. It's, it's pretty rude, um, but <laughs> it'll be worth waiting for. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Um, I think we're there on the recap. Can I uh, oh, yeah. add one music. bit of no, a? I, I haven't done the music. Oh no, you haven't. No, no, <laughs> no. Just give me two seconds. I know we're nearly there. No, no, go for it. So this episode um, features a beautiful, like, um, I'm going to say, like, Italian-y sort of inspired song that's going along in the background. And um, 
uh, it was written with Pluto Jones, Lachlan Nicholson, um, who has collaborated on quite a few episodes now with Joff. Um, so uh, Joff wrote on Instagram about how, um, as with a lot of eps, they started off trying to find that theme for the game for the kids' perspective and they wanted it to evoke an old family pizza shop without being too overt and losing the sweetness of the episode. And um, the instrumentation on this, I think much like the episode, it's really gentle. It's, you know, a lot of guitars. It's sort of some strings. Um, there's a little bit of um, woodwinds and things. But, um, yeah, they wanted to figure that make sure, sorry, that it was um, the music of the pizza shop game didn't undercut that underlying message um you know with the old charm versus the modern excitement and um Joff actually said that um he might have missed a bit of an opportunity there not playing on that but um I think yeah he's probably right in his assumption that too many themes in a short time might have made it feel a bit more disjointed um now because the rest of the episode was so gentle and beautiful and lovely um, it really brought home the humour and wit in that little section where they get in Muffin's car and just like the music is pelting in that, you know, just much like um, how the car is speeding. Um, you know, we're having our cat squad sort of punk out moment mm-hmm. and, you know, we go from this nice little gentle backyard game to this incredible contrast of the girls zipping around and drifting around the healer house in this electric car. <laughs> <laughs> To do that, Joff was saying that they um, wanted to go for like a real punk rock theme and they used telecasters and shouting through kazoos to get the sort of the woo sort of noises in the background. So, um, yeah, if you listen carefully, you can hear a bit of the woo sort of coming through, like, you know, like when you're going fast and you say, put your hands up in the air and say woo. So, yeah. I love it. It's a musical way of referencing the the brightness, the lightness, and the speed of of that little car ride. And yeah, very clever, uh, uh, very cute. Yeah, yeah. It really just made this episode even more fun. And you know, what's more fun than staying up into the dark playing in the backyard as well? I like, didn't even it know just you could it. shout through a kazoo. I want to give that a go now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that sounds like yeah, something for a future Bluey album, definitely. Yeah. That might be as annoying as the Chattermax song. <laughs> no. Um, okay, we are officially there. Uh, oh, Mary, uh, one more thing, one more oh, thing, yeah. Mary. Um, Dave McCormack features his voice on dance mode. So. so- so I don't know what crazy stunts they had to pull and how much money they had to pay to get his voice featuring because um, for, for fans like us, um, they will know that the first album didn't feature his voice at all. It featured Muffin and it featured Chili and um, yes, Louis and Mingo. Absence, yeah. Yeah, there was a very noticeable absence of Dave McCormack because Dave McCormack, as um, many know, 
is um, his original way he got famous was being the front man for a band called Custard in Brisbane. And I think there was some sort of weird conflict. Like thing. record label-y type Yeah, situation. like he was signed, yeah. you know, to do that and, and not Bluey. So, so weird. I know. So clearly anyway. they've sorted it out and Good. we are all the richer for it. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing this for my kids. I'm just picturing them sending Muffin over to sort it out, to be honest. Like, I assume that is how it went down and that is what I'm going to assume until anyone tells me otherwise. Just drifting (laughs) into the record store, car park. Yeah. Listen up. Little spin in Uh, she Um, uh, I think we should drift out of here. You should all drift onto our socials. Uh, We are at BlueyPod on Insta and uh, Facebook at BlueyPodcast on Twitter. You can email us BlueyPod at gmail.com. And, yeah, just, I don't know, get excited. We're back because I'm so excited. (laughs) It is so exciting to be able to talk Bluey with you again, Mary. I feel like this could be the best year ever for Bluey. So, yeah. I feel yeah. like you're right. Let's run with that. Um. <laughs> we will confirm that uh, when we're back next week. Uh, but in the meantime, it's got to be done. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I want garlic bread. You got it. It will be there soon. Do you need my address? No, I 